the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Humble. behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. This is Pastor John Allworth coming to you live from the KKHT studios. It is wonderful to be with you today. Uh, this is the day the Lord has made for us, and it's always a, a pleasure and an honor and a privilege to be here with you. Um, I want to talk about a few things today. There's going to be some changes on the program. Uh, we've called it Recovery Radio Houston for the last three years. We're going to transition, and hopefully we'll have all the transition uh, set up by next week. It's going to be, uh, we're going to change the name to be more accurate, which is Recovery Through Christ. Because you see, we serve a God of restoration. And the Bible is a book about recovery. And people are recovering, uh, you know, the emphasis has been on addiction, but I want to broaden it because people are recovering from all kinds of things. They're recovering from depression. They're recovering from the sin that they can't get over there in this cycle of shame and guilt. They may have lost a job in these tough economic times. Uh, there's just, uh, you know, relationship problems, divorce. There's so many things that people are recovering from, and there's one answer, and that is the sun sets you free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. And so we're going to be broadening the program a little bit. We'll still focus on addiction because there is a pandemic out there. And I, I love our current, I get to charge from our current introduction because there is power in the name of Jesus. And we're going to invoke some of that power right now through the power of prayer. I want to pray. Uh, my family's going through something. My my father-in-law is, is, is very ill. And, and the truth of the matter is he's going to his eternal home before too long. And, um, my wife, Rebecca, and her sister, Tina, are just being angels on earth and are caring for him in such a loving way. And I, I just want to lift them all up for prayer in prayer and, and everyone that's going through this because we do have a, a cycle of, of birth and life and, and then death. And the truth of the matter is, is, is uh, Paul said uh, it, to die is to gain because he had seen, had a glimpse of heaven and this this earth is 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 not our our permanent home. Our permanent home is with Him, uh, the, the, who created us. And and so you know we can't help but be have grief on earth and in our flesh. But the truth of the matter is, it's a joyous occasion when people who know Jesus Christ are called home. 
And so I want to lift everyone up that's going out through that and all the caretakers out there. So let's go to prayer. Father God, I just uh, come to you today with such gratitude on my heart, uh, just for your love and your grace and your forgiveness. And Father, I want to lift Clyde Wood up right now, Father. Comfort him where he's at. Give him peace. Uh, know that he will soon hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I, and I want to lift up everyone that's going through the same thing, all the families out there who are who are caring for for loved ones who are ill and and who may be uh, at the end of this journey, this journey on earth. And, Father, I want to lift up Tina and, and Rebecca, and I just ask that you continue. The Bible says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And I'm seeing that before my eyes as these two perform just, just as angels on earth and with such love and such compassion. Continue to give them strength, Father, and, and uh, the, the – assurance that that uh, Clyde is 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 going to be called home and uh, it's going to be a glorious homecoming. Father, I just lift everyone up out there and I ask Father that anyone who doesn't know Jesus Christ right now that can hear these words that the Holy Spirit touch their hearts and their minds right now and that they understand that the most important thing on this earth that they could ever accomplish is a relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I just ask Holy Spirit that you be with us during this program and that somewhere out there the my words not be mine, but be yours, and that they touch hearts and minds. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, I want to talk about freedom today, um, because the Bible is a book about restoration, about recovery, and, and about freedom. Uh, Jesus said uh, in in John chapter, one of my favorite chapters, in John chapter 8, verse 31, I'm going to read from the Bible, then Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word... You are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. You see, I I have lived uh, these words for most of my life. I I didn't understand them. I didn't uh, live for the Lord. Um, I chased whatever my flesh desired. And as Paul says, you are a slave to whatever you obey. And I indeed was a slave to sin. And so many of us are out there. It may be the sin of, uh, it may be addiction. It may be other things. It may be envy. It may be jealousy. It may be pride. It could be anything. And Jesus Jesus wants to set us free. You see, I just passed 10 years sobriety on February 1st. I had a, we had a program that day, but I had a guest, and I, I couldn't celebrate it the way I wanted to. I got to celebrate it uh, that evening uh, over at the Open Door Mission with my, my brothers in Christ over there. It's a 110-bed facility that takes in addicted men, and we'll talk a little bit more about it perhaps later in the program. But the number one principle is Jesus saves, and, and it transforms. You know, the mission is just being obedient, but what Jesus, God, a relationship with Jesus transforms these men's lives. So if they go all the way through the program, they end up with jobs and a place to live and, and become uh, tax-paying citizens, and uh, that's not what's important. The, the most importantly, they, they end up with a real relationship with Jesus Christ, and that's that's what's important because if you have that, then – then all this other stuff is just transitory. That that that's what counts. So let's let's take a look at, at the scripture. Um, they said we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. 
How can you say you will be made free? Well, th- that, that is such a human response because, of course, they'd been slaves in Egypt. And every time the, the Israelites drifted away from the Lord, they became, you know, Babylon, wherever it was, they became in bondage. And, in fact, at the time Jesus walked the earth, they were under Roman occupation. And, and, and they were slaves to the, to the Romans. So uh, they, Jesus was talking about something different, though. He was talking about a higher plane. He was talking about a relationship. And if you're out there right now and you're struggling with anything, whether it be addiction or whether it be uh, shame and guilt over mistakes that you've made, Jesus wants to set you free. And, you know, this 10-year sobriety mark for me is just such such a, a wonderful thing because my life is transformed. It's been transformed by my relationship with Jesus Christ. And the sobriety is a byproduct of that, but that's not what's most important. What's most important is I was born again <laughs> and that now I have this relationship with him. And it's it's affected every aspect of my life. It's affected who I am. I'm, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, but, you know, certainly. And I have trials and tribulations. Jesus said we always would on this earth. But I have a different perspective. I have a, I know that I'm not alone. I have a relationship. My marriage has been restored. It's a three-chord marriage now with Jesus in the middle, and it's so much stronger and so much intimate than I ever even dreamed it could be. My wife and I like to to semi-joke, semi-serious that we have two different marriages. One was before my relationship with Christ, and and one is after, and and, and they are so dramatically different you you can't even imagine. I mean, we have a wonderful marriage now, and that sadly wasn't always the case, but it's okay because God restored it. Because God restored it once I took his hand and, and, and God understood who he is and, and what he wanted for me, then everything changed. And whatever you're going through right now, I don't care if you are got a needle stuck in your arm and, and you're shooting poison, heroin into your arm, or, or if you're just down and, and you have anxiety and depressed over things that have happened to you in your life. There's someone that wants to take you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. And and that's why we're on on this radio program right now, because we want to shout that from the mountaintops. We want to tell you, you don't have to live the way you're living. You don't have to live down and depressed and anxious and, and being a slave to sin. You don't have to live that way. You know, on the evening of his crucifixion, Jesus gave a, a lengthy private teaching to his disciples. This discourse occurred in the upper room right after the Lord's announcement that one of the disciples would betray him. And as part of his instruction, Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, John fourteen fifteen. The unmistakable meaning is of this is that obedience to Christ's commandments is both a sign and a test of our love for him. You see, the enemy, John 10, 10 tells us, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy but I have come so that they may have life and may have it abundantly. You see, this is a recurring theme throughout John's writings about obeying Christ. This He writes in, in 1 John 5, 2, and 3, he says, this is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God to keep his commands. Jesus says in in John fourteen twenty one. he said, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. So what does he mean? What does Jesus mean by keep my commands? Is he referring to the Ten Commandments, a list of rules? 
No, I think he's referring to the entire gospel, to all his words and teachings, which are in truth are God the Father's word. Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. And anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. These commands involve the scope of Christ's revelation to the Jews who had believed in him. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You see, this is not just about Jesus wanting us to obey his commands just to show that we love him. It's got a much deeper meaning to me. It goes back to John 10.10, to have life abundantly. You see, because Jesus loves us. And when we obey his commands and we're not slaves to sin, when, when we are truly free, when we know the truth and we are truly free, then our life becomes abundant. You know, we'll, we'll still make mistakes. We're, we're in an eternal struggle of the flesh versus the spirit. I'm not saying that, you know, we're, we are called to imitate Christ. We're called to make disciples of all nations. We're just called to preach the gospel to all cre- creation. We're called to be witnesses to what he's done for us to all the earth. And when we aspire to that, and when we obey our commands, his commands, then life is so much better. It's so much more meaningful. It's so much more fruitful. When we love other people as, as, as we love ourselves, when we go out and we have the heart of a servant, the way Jesus Christ, he, he, he came. And if you read the Gospels, he showed us how to live. He showed us how to live, where his priorities were, how to pray how to serve other people, how to help people, how, how to, to walk and help deliver people. You know, God's still in the miracle business. You know, the Bible calls us God's co-workers, God's ambassadors. We're his hands and feet on earth. You know, that's the wonderful thing about working in the recovery community is I, I see that. I see miracles all the time. I see people who were down and out and despondent and, and, and how God can transform their lives and that is so exciting. So if you don't know what your purpose is, I'm trying to tell you the Bible tells you what it is. It's to go out and serve other people. It's to go out and help other people. If you, if you don't know what your calling is, just start helping people. Get involved in your church. Start helping people. Start doing things. The Holy Spirit will lead you into what your purpose is. And that, my friends, is so much more meaningful. See, for much of my life, I, I, I chased what I wanted. Just what I wanted. Now, I'm not saying I, I still don't do that to some degree, but I, I'm just saying that was my whole goal. That was my whole focus. It's no longer my priority. I want to provide for my family, of course. But I, I, I'm not just seeking to pleasure my f- flesh. I'm seeking to go out and help other people. And there's so much more enjoyment in that than I ever received. You know, we're talking about uh, my freedom from the, that I'm sober, I'll tell you a blessing. I'll never have another hangover. (laughs) That's a blessing. (laughs) That's wonderful because I had some bad ones, I can tell you. You know, human history is about freedom, seeking freedom. You know, we went through the, the dark ages and the middle ages and people were serfs and, you know, kings and, and all of that, and, and that culminated or, or ended, or the search for freedom, I think, really began in terms of the human condition or the earthly condition with the Declaration of Independence. And we forget, we forget how tied into the love of the Lord was the founding of our country. You know, I'm thinking about, I digress for a second, I'm thinking about the movie Braveheart. Some of you have 
probably seen it where Mel Gibson shouts, freedom, freedom, freedom. We yearn for freedom. And yet we put ourselves in bondage. We are a slave to whatever we obey. Whoever sins is a slave to sin. We put ourselves in bondage. And the enemy uses that against us. He hits us where we're weak. You know, when we have secrets, oh, the devil loves that. Because we've got a secret and he can keep using that. And, you know, we keep it a secret because we, we, we want to keep doing it uh, that deep down. That's why we do it. And he keeps using that. And then we are, we're, we're like the Bible says, a dog, we're turning to our vomit. We're, we're the shame and the guilt. And we just, it's a cycle. God wants to keep, get you out of that cycle, call you out of that darkness and into his marvelous light. He wants you to be free. You know, the Declaration of Independence says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. They are endowed by their creator and they're with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. God wants you to be free. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come so that they may have life and have it abundantly. Same principle. And then we read that all the time in the Declaration of Independence, but we don't read. Man, further down in the, in the Declaration of Independence, mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. Again, it's talking about sin. We, we, keep, we put ourselves in bondage. There's one way to right yourself, and that's surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. That's why we're going to change the name of this program. It's recovery through Christ. It's not recovery through anything else, but recovery through Christ. It's that relationship with him. In John chapters 14, 15, and 16, Jesus talks about, he says, you'll be glad when I go away because I'm going to send you a helper. We need that helper. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to navigate, to make the right decisions, to have the wisdom and you only get that by having a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's the only way you get that. And I just I just want people to know that it's that simple. Now, it takes work. Recovery takes work. Being a Christian takes commitment. It takes dedication. It takes reading your Bible, praying to him hanging out with other Christians, getting involved in fellowships, getting involved in men's groups or women's groups or church groups that are helping people. It involves going out and being like Jesus was, imitating Christ and being a servant. But those things don't really become work. They become pleasure. You begin to admire and and, and appreciate his word, and it speaks to you. And every time you read a passage, even if you've read it five times before, it speaks to you in a different way because of, it's a living, breathing document that, that it is the inspired word of God that speaks to you whatever situation you're going through at the time. And, and helping people gives you such greater enjoyment than all the selfish pursuits of addiction. You know, we talk about a pandemic you know, there's been a lot of attention, and rightfully so, on COVID and what it's done in our society. And hopefully we're past the worst of that, and I think we are. But we've had a pandemic with addiction. We've had a pandemic with anxiety. We've had a pandemic with depression forever, for centuries. You know that one in 16 adults self-reported a substance abuse order in 2017. That's the ones that admitted it. And, of course, that's the first step to overcoming addiction is admitting 
you know, that first step, we admitted that we were powerless over alcohol. We admitted that we were powerless over over drugs. Now, we've changed that in our Break Every Chain ministry. We admitted that without a relationship with Jesus Christ, we are powerless because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You know that every year 3.3 million fatalities occur because of alcohol consumption. 12 million Americans will die this year from alcohol-related complications. Did you know that more people under the age of 45 have died from one drug, fentanyl overdoses them from COVID? That's one drug. <laughs> That's one one drug. And only 10% of Americans that have an addiction problem ever receive treatment. You know that it's not just alcohol and drugs. You know that relapse rates for alcohol and drugs are in the 80%? That's not true, I don't think, for faith-based rehab. And you know the beautiful thing about faith-based rehab, like the Open Door Mission, is it's free. Do you know that that's not the only thing that people are addicted to? Some people are addicted to food. Some people are addicted to shopping. Some people are addicted to gambling. We have a, a porn addiction problem, a sex addiction problem in this country. Did you know that that the pornography industry makes more profit than the NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball combined. Every smartphone has the ability to access it. Our children are accessing it. And we are a slave to whatever we obey. But Jesus, Jesus wants us to be free. You know, I tell my my brothers in, in recovery that Jesus came for us, that we have a special place in the kingdom. And you out there are probably, you know, someone is out there listening that's under the bondage of addiction, but it's more likely that you don't have what we consider a classical addiction to alcohol or drugs, but you do have a family member who does. You do have a good friend, somebody that you grew up with, somebody that you work with, somebody that you care about. And you know what? You've got an opportunity to serve in the kingdom. Jesus said in Luke 19.10, he said, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. <laughs> you know, Luke chapter 18 is about the lost sheep, the lost coin, and my favorite parable in the Bible, the prodigal son. Jesus came to save those. So, you know, if you're out there and you're saying, Oh, I've committed too many sins. God could never forgive me. I've committed too many sins for God to ever use me. I've committed too many sins for God to ever love me. Those are lies from the pit of hell. Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. The prodigal son, he's out there. Prodigal means extravagant. He's out there living extravagantly. He takes his inheritance, and he ends up, as so many of us do, metaphorically, in the pig's pen, eating the slop with the pigs, and he thinks to himself, oh, my gosh, I could go back and, and be my father's servant and eat better than I am, have a better life than I have. And so he, he, he drags himself up, and he goes back, and he's prepared to say, I have sinned against heaven and against you, Father, and I beg your forgiveness. And, and his father, who's God in the, in, the, in the parable, sees him from far off. He, you know, so many of our earthly fathers would, would say, uh-huh, would wait there on the front doorstep, arms crossed, yeah, come on in, told you. Knew this was going to happen. You're worthless. You're no good. That's not what God does in the story. He sees him far off and he runs to him. And that's what God wants to do to you right now. 
If you're into the bondage of sin, God wants to run to you. He wants to see you repent and turn around and change your ways and take that heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. And he wants to run to you and put on the robe and put on the ring and put on the shoes and kill the fatted calf and say, my son or my daughter who was lost is now alive, is found. And that's what God has for you. And whether it's you or your loved one, your son, your daughter, your father, your mother, someone that you care about. That's what God wants for them. For God wants that no man should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's who our God is. And that's that's what he wants for you. Jesus said, I, you know, I didn't come for the, for the people that are well. A physician comes to tend to those that are sick. He says it over and over again when the Pharisees and the Sadducees are criticizing, why does he hang out with these tax collectors and these sinners? Because he came to show them that there's a better way, to show them that he loves them no matter what they've done, that they can have a better life, that they can turn around. And then not only will it affect them, but then they have, they are overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And they have the ability to go out just as those that have walked in bondage have the ability to go out and talk to people and say, you don't have to live this way. I can show you a better way. Jesus Christ loves you. He wants to show you a better way. There's a better word to live. That's freedom because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And I am so blessed that Jesus Christ touched my heart, the Holy Spirit touched my heart, and I have that freedom. And and I have an obligation, I feel, and it's not it's not even an obligation. It's not something that is, is onerous to me at all. It's I want to shout from the mountaintop, you don't have to live that way either. And if you know somebody that's under bondage, please have them call me or call me and let's figure out a way to help them. 832-475-8642. This is Pastor John Allworth, and, and I want to show them and help them and, and be the hands and feet and, and show them whether it's a man or a woman, I can help get them into a faith-based re- rehab. 832-475-8642. We love you here at Recovery Through Christ. More importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.